You're listening to the Golden West Podcast. I'm Ryan, your host. Join me as I explore the best in food and wine on the West Coast, including California, Oregon, and Washington. We're about to go on a journey, exploring the people and stories behind the vineyards, farms, and kitchens. So grab a drink, fire up your grill, pull up a seat to the table, and listen in. We'll talk about it coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by Kova Coffee. Kova is a specialty roaster out of Portland, Oregon, and they're known for single-origin coffees, and they're committed to long-term, sustainable partnerships with coffee producers. Now, if you're like me, I love coffee. I always start my day off with a cup or two. I make it by hand with a pour-over, but it doesn't matter how you make yours. You can use a pour-over, maybe use a Chemex, maybe you just use a basic Mr. Coffee machine. It doesn't matter, but what does matter is the beans. You don't want those burnt, over-roasted corporate coffee beans that you find in the grocery store, and I don't even bother with that store brand stuff. So here's what you do. I'm going to make it really easy for you. Just go to covacoffee.com, that's C-O-A-V-A, coffee.com, and use our promo code, GOLDENWEST. You'll get $5 off your first purchase. Do it now while you're thinking about it, and your coffee will show up at your doorstep as soon as you know it. Today in the show, we have Chris Boyd, founder of Drink Monday a startup focusing on alcohol-free spirits, starting with gin. Enjoy my conversation with Chris. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Cool, Ryan. Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. So there's so much to get into. When I first heard about this beverage, you know, this amazing drink that you're creating, I was immediately captured. I had so many questions. Um, you know, first the, from the branding, it looked really cool and the kind of style that you're you're creating and the, the ethos and then the actual product. I was like, I have to know more about this. So, you know, let's first start off to the very beginning um, when you launched with a Kickstarter campaign and kind of kick this whole <laughs> startup off if you will yeah yeah no uh for sure thanks thanks for asking um it, it's always fun to kind of go down memory lane here and you know kickstarter is maybe where the public first uh knew about us but but actually the origin took place about a year prior um so you know january ish 2019 probably the aha moment for me was, um, you know, I'm sitting at a bar here in North County, San Diego, and it's my birthday. It's a a Sunday night. At the time, I was, you know, a a consultant in uh, biotech and in healthcare. And, you know, any consultant will tell you it's a a high stress, long hours type job. And um, you're only as good as your your last presentation or your last piece of work. Uh, So kind of, type A go-getter, really, you know, want to crush your, your Monday, want to crush your week. Um, so, you know, hey, I'm, I'm sitting there, it's my birthday, I have one drink, I have two drinks, and then, you know, I switch to water. And of course, my friends are, are giving me some shit. And they're just like, hey, man, it's your birthday. You can, you can do whatever you want. You're an adult. And I'm like, you're right, I'm an adult. And I choose to stop because I know if I have more, alcohol is going to slow me down and, and prevent me from doing my best work tomorrow. You know, so I kind of thought to myself, like, if I could have these gin drinks, you know, and, and have the still the, the flavor profile, the complexity, all that good stuff that we love about our cocktails, um, I'd probably have 10 of these things. 
And I don't really need the alcohol after the first one or two. Um, so, you know, I, I think that the seed was planted there of like, why, why can't I have this? Right. Um, you know, so I think going kind of down that line, probably just, just tuck that away three, four months later, um, I'm done with that consulting gig and meet up with a, with a friend at, at a local gym that we share, uh, Ben, who's actually one of the co-founders of Monday and very entrepreneurial guy. We always hit it off and kind of talk about, you know, what we're up to, what we're thinking about. And, you know, he kind of goes like, so what's next for you? Are you just going to jump into the next thing? And I was like, you know, I have this strange idea of like, what about gin that tastes like gin, but doesn't have alcohol? And I couldn't even get the whole phrase out. And, you know, Ben kind of stopped me and said, I have been thinking about the exact same thing. Um, so Ben's not here, but he is the ultimate entrepreneur. I mean, serial entrepreneur guy ha has his hands in, you know, three to five brands at any time. He also has four young kids at home, you know, really active lifestyle, competitive CrossFit guy. Um, so really just like needs to be on top of his game at all times to kind of keep all these things going and, and, you know, living his life the, the way he wants. And, you know, so we, we kind of vibed on that idea and, you know, I think we went to go do our own research. So he is very digitally focused, um, very online. Um, so I think he went to do some kind of white space research, looking at keywords, trends online, seeing like, hey, is this a thing? Is this going to be worth our time? Um, you know, we love to do hobbies, but of course, you know, we, we want to make sure there's there's a business behind this. And, you know, I think I went the opposite way. I, I came from a previous life in like hospitality industry nightlife um, back in my 20s um, with kind of the, the bar industry. Um, so I, I really went down into bartenders and hospitality managers and uh, folks like that and saying like, hey, does anybody want this stuff? Do, do people order non-alcoholic drinks? when they're out, um, you know, we, both of our research kind of turned up the same answer is that this is absolutely something people want besides just him and I and our friends. Um, and it's, it, it's definitely a white space in the market. Um, so, you know, Hey, we, we go to that next step, right? Is there anything out there that will scratch our itch that will make us stop? Um, so we, we tried some of the offerings in the market. There's only a couple, um, they were mainly in Europe, which, you know, the, the kind of movement is, is originated from there and just getting going there uh, in the U.S. So imported a couple things, gave them a try, you know, just really looking for a, a certain taste experience and kind of being let down and disappointed there. So we're like, OK, there's there's nothing out there that's really hitting it. You know, do we think we want to take this ride? And, um, you know, I think. Financially, I was in a place where like, yeah, I guess I could go six to eight months without a paycheck and, you know, willing to put in a little bit of money to, to get this thing going. Sounded like a fun ride. Seems like an exciting place to be. It, it's fulfilling a need that people are saying they want. Um, also self-fulfilling here too. Like, I definitely want that for my life. Um, so kind of rolling into that spring again, 2019, just really kind of going at it, right? So we got on the phone, we we talked with distillers up and down the West Coast, actually nationwide. I think I got laughed off the phone 84 or 85 times. And uh, 
that was interesting. I think uh, some people were just brutally offended that you would try to take alcohol out of gym. Um, others just saying like, it can't be done. Um, and then more kind of going like, I don't know if I could do it, but if you, you know, give me a, a mortgage check today, I might promise you something in two to four years. You know, that was an interesting array of uh, responses. So I think around call 86 um, reached Rob Rubens over at R6 Distillery. Um, he is kind of, you're, you're 30 something like us, entrepreneur, started his own um, distillery in LA and uh, just really was down to take the ride with us and is like, look, I make, I make alcoholic gin in-house among other spirits. I kind of know what you're looking for and I completely get what you're after and I'm on board. So we kind of just wrote him some personal checks there. Didn't have a company yet um, saying like, hey, let's take the ride. Um, let's see what happens. And I think that, that was really off to the races there. And I think early June into July, we had our first tastings. Um, we were really close right off the bat. I think two of the three were, were undrinkable, but that third one uh, was like maybe 80% of the way into what Monday gin tastes like today. So I think we, we hit early strides um, at the beginning, which was fantastic. And um, I think from there, just starting to actually form a real business, um, getting some of those key drivers in place so we could actually produce something and, and market it to people and, uh, you know, kind of get that going. So fast forward, further refining the business, getting ready to scale and produce. Um, we're like, okay, we got this thing. Let's test it on Kickstarter. Um, so again, a, another way to further validate that, yes, we're onto something. Will others be willing to take that ride with us? Are they interested? Are they willing to put down their credit card for that level of interest and dedication? So you know, love that test with Kickstarter, very community driven, very much where we think our, our, our people base will be. Um, so launch that, I think, uh, holidays 2019, we're very fortunate to hit our goal inside 48 hours. And I believe we ended at 155% of our, of our goal. So awesome validation there. Um, felt fantastic about that. Um, we got, um, I think we were able to deliver those bottles ahead of schedule. So right around holiday period into early January, got some fantastic feedback from those folks, further refined just a, a couple quick things, you know, cleaned up the label a little bit, a um, couple shipping things just to tighten it up, make sure it's, it's both beautiful and secure, you know, and I think that took us right into going in the market. So I think we, um, we went into the public market going direct to consumer there right um, right around mid-April, which uh, was interesting because that's about when the pandemic hit too. Um, so it was an interesting time to go in the market, but um, also the, the right, you know, the right way to do it. And we're super excited for, for how far we've come in, in such a tumultuous time in our lives. Yeah, it's such an interesting founding story. And a lot of successful entrepreneurs have talked about this in the past of how, you know, really having a problem or an issue in their own personal lives and then 
figuring out a way to go about and solve it instead of kind of the other way around. That's actually how a lot of really successful startups were able to kind of have the idea and get off the ground and launch. So I think that's a super interesting founding story. You mentioned a lot of rejection emails or maybe not rejection emails, but emails questioning the idea or skepticism and things. And, and that, that's another one. I remember the, the famous example from recently was Airbnb. They, um, I think they had something like, I don't know, 50 rejection emails or something where the venture capitalists just said either that it's the idea is not going to work, it won't scale or whatever, just so many uh, different replies. The founder actually, uh, or one of the founders posted some of these later without naming the actual names of the people. But <laughs> right. Um, so it's kind of interesting to read and look back on, you know, that, that's one thing with, with venture capital is kind of starting with, well, what if I'm wrong? Um, yeah. And, and kind of thinking about the future. But, you know, with this space, I think it's so interesting because it's, I, to me, it seems pretty obvious and maybe being kind of a, I'm not in the older millennial generation, but I can, I can really see how, you know, pe people are becoming more healthy, more health conscious. Like you said, maybe you start out with one or two drinks and you don't need to have the alcohol in your 10th or 12th drink or whatever it is, however right. many you're having, even your second or third or fourth. Um, so to me, I think it makes a lot of sense. So bringing us up to speed here, um, you're raising some money on Republic. That's how I think that may be how I first found you guys. I can't remember now. But um, a really interesting platform that has kind of a connection to AngelList, which is another platform that very reputable companies raise money on. So with this offering, um, you know, certain limitations on what can be said, but it's a Reg A plus offering. So this is a really interesting way where companies can raise small amounts of money from a lot of different investors. So, um, you know, yeah. how did you go about that and kind of what's next on the roadmap? Yeah, sure. So, you know, we're, it's great to kind of really bring it around of like, I, I completely loved starting on Kickstarter and, you know, kind of that crowdfunded approach. And, um, you know, we were very fortunate to uh, either be in the right place at the right time or, or you know, maybe use our, our founder led talents to kind of guide Monday forward. But, you know, our, our first several months um, of sales were were quite good and we were able to scale it to a certain degree, um, you know, and, and being kind of restricted you know, just bootstrapping, uh, with, with our own money, um, throughout 2020. And, you know, I think around Q3 or Q4, we're, we're at this point of like, Hey, it really is time to grow this thing. We're, we're going to have to do it with some outside money. Um, you know, what's the best way to do that? And I think, um, you know, we, we definitely have been speaking, with all number of investors from, from angels to professional money, uh, VCs, PEs, um, actual banks, um, all of those things. And I think ultimately where we landed was like, let's stay true to our roots. Um, equity crowdfunding on platforms like Republic are, are kind of the new way forward, um, really democratized, you know, investment opportunities that, you know, young companies like ours can benefit from, but really investors, everyday people can start to get involved with 
companies and organizations who, you know, align to their mission, vision, and values, or just straight up have a great value prop and, you know, hey, I can put my money with them and I can, you know, potentially reach some some much larger uh, gains other than, say, putting it into the stock market or, or giving it to a bank, that, those types of things. So, you know, I think that that really spoke to me. Um, coming from Kickstarter, we, we got such great feedback. Not only are people willing to put their money with you, which is fantastic, of course, for the business to, to grow and do all the things we need to do. You also get brand ambassadors for free um, that are really going to speak about your product, your brand, your happenings to people in ways that you couldn't pay someone to do. They're, they're just um, so full of pride about the ownership piece and they're like, hey, they're, they're going to go everywhere and talk about their new investment to everyone. And, and that type of word of mouth is so powerful and, and so very much aligned to how we think we're going to grow this thing the right way through the community um, through others like you who kind of get it, who are going to explain it in a patient way to other people that may not get it. We still are in a young space that, you know, the internet still replies why, um, you know, and we're just like, hey, once you take time to explain to folks like what's going on here, I think almost everyone has gotten it. And it just takes a little bit more um, patience to to kind of work through the whys. But um all of that is, is like Republic for us was just a slam dunk, um, giving people an opportunity that are our customers already and huge fans of the sober and sober curious movements, love the non-alc space, can actually just get involved in a real way. Um, so it just feels more authentic. Um, we can speak to these investors directly. Um, they can give us feedback directly. And then, you know, being, being really... Um, great spreaders of our message at the same time is something that that no other type of money in can do and it's just completely powerful yeah that brings up a lot of great points that's exactly what i was going to say and you kind of echoed all the comments i was going to bring up about brand ambassadors and people just becoming really excited and getting involved through a you know a small investment and being able to go and, and tell people and talk about it um, all good stuff. So let's spend the rest of the time here focusing on the actual product. I'm sure people are really curious at this point. So, you know, we can touch on branding, talk about the actual product, you know, a little bit on how it's made. And then we're going to link here in the show notes, um, the website drinkmonday.co and people can, can purchase directly right off the website. We'll have it in the show notes. But first, let's just start with the branding and then we can get into um, kind of the flavor profile and everything else. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, the idea behind the Monday brand was really just, you know, there's, um, it, it, I think going against the grain, um, you know, say you look on the internet and you search Monday, right? The majority of people aren't looking forward to their Monday. And I think that's a, that's a prevailing trend that's really easy to see and to get behind. Um, but I think one of those underlying things that maybe people don't talk about as much is there are a lot of people chomping at the bit Sunday afternoon to Sunday evening, waiting for Monday to come so they can absolutely crush what they have in mind. And, and hey, that's, that's being um, you know, a, a parent 
that's being an entrepreneur, that's being, you know, somebody that's good during their workday, that's somebody that's really looking for that first workout to start their week off. Um, any number of things there, people are, are just ready to go to get that week going because they want to accomplish X, Y, and Z in their lives. And, you know, that, that really is aligned to who we are as a founding group and, and how we approach our weeks. Um, Kevin O'Leary recently just uh, posted on his social media, you know, Monday is his favorite day of the week, it, kind of for all those reasons too. And, you know, it's just, it's just a mindset, right? And it maybe doesn't get as much publicity because it's not as fun. Um, but we really want to represent that group of people and represent their drinking habits very, very likely that those are the same types of people who are avoiding alcohol by either taking less in, you know, when it is time to socialize or just saying no to it, you know, for 30, 60, 90 days, maybe for years. Um, you know, so I think it's about providing more inclusive options to support that type of lifestyle. And, and Monday made so much sense to us. Um, and, and, you know, when we think about when this space explodes, I think the idea of Monday is, is immediately familiar, but it can also go deeper with you when you start to think about, you know, why is that product called that day of the week, which is often uh, not people's most favorite day of the week, right? So I think it warrants some curiosity, which kind of aligns to this whole space and the movement and where we are, right? So a lot of people are curious why sobriety is trending and why people are being more mindful of their drinking. And if you speak to anybody directly about it, they'll be happy to tell you kind of the reasons why they're doing it. And I think those ideas are super spreadable and they plant seeds in other people's brains and make them maybe rethink their relationship with alcohol. Not to demonize it, of course, because, you know, I, I personally do drink on occasion and, you know, most people I know still do, but maybe we'll take it easier now knowing that there's other flavorful options out there and, you know, a little bit less alcohol from time to time is, is definitely, definitely good for you. So um, just kind of putting stuff out there, letting people know that we're here, that the space is here and, you know, invite them to give it a chance from time to time. Yeah. And this is, this beverage has zero carbs, zero sugar, zero calories, and it's also vegan. Um, so reading from the website, complex aromatic blend of uh, juniper, natural citrus and spices uh, that, of course, satisfies like a classic light, uh, sorry, classic London dry gin. Um, so I was able to, to try this and, you know, I really enjoyed it, especially mixing it with a lot of trying a lot of different mixers and trying to think up some different cocktails. You also have some really cool recipes on the website. Um, that you know we'll we'll link in the show notes too. But talk about the actual you know beverage and kind of flavor profile. I think yeah. you know when people think about gin, I, uh, th those kind of thoughts come to mind with, with with what I just described. But right, yeah, you know I think for us we we wanted to um, you know it, it's a little self serving because because many of us on the founding team are have been gin drinkers for a long time. But you know I think for us. It, it really is about the people we're serving and we want to paint in broad strokes. So kind of the, the initial with Monday gin is like, all right, London dry juniper forward, you know, powerful flavor that really comes through. Like 
the, that is the essence of a gin drinker. Gin drinkers really want to taste their beverage, whereas, say, maybe a vodka drinker is really looking for maybe the feeling that that alcohol gives you, plus whatever accompanying ingredients come with it. That's really what they're tasting. So, you know, in contrast, I think, all right, we're, you know, gin is going to be punchy, it's going to be full of flavor, and then it is highly versatile, right? So, it, it can be made with a variety of both simple things that you can you can mix with at home for for that easy pandemic style bartender trend that we're seeing, which is great, um, as well as like going out and getting a high end you know beverage from a mixologist or, or you know awesome bartender. Um, you can you can really make it taste any way you want with gin, and and we love that versatility. Um, but we also wanted to do something that was familiar, right? So those who drink gin typically drink a London dry style. Um, and, you know, at least at the time when we started this thing, you know, gin was a, was a rising popularity spirit. Um, tons of like small batch distilleries were popping up, making their own take on gin, which was beautiful. We, we love seeing that. We wanted to be a part of that trend, just kind of with our own take on, on the non-alk side. So, you know, kind of seeing all those rising tides, we, we definitely wanted to get involved in a big way. And, you know, I think um, we get a lot of feedback from people and like people who can appreciate a good London dry gin, I think will will like this product. Um, we definitely see the the gin aficionados kind of getting into the, the, the religious uh, mindset of like, I only like this specific brand, yours isn't quite like that. So it's not quite for me. And, you know, I think I love seeing that because that means people that are really, um, really picky about their taste profiles are getting involved and curious in the space. It's a little young for us to be coming out with, you know, say three, four variants of one style beverage, you know, I think that's why we're we're kind of heading into whiskey as our next skew that's actually coming out later this month. Super excited. Um, but just given how young we are, we want to paint in broad strokes and try to serve uh, as wide a swath of the, of the you know, spirit-loving community as possible. So definitely want to come back to those, um, to those brand-centric folks and say gin, then whiskey, and say, you know, hey, I really like scotch, or hey, I really like Johnny Walker, I, I really like this, you know. We're not going to be able to scratch every itch there, event, you know, but eventually we'll, we'll come back and, and try to make something, you know, that's a little bit more specific to those types of needs. But um, for now, it's just, you know, it, as wide as we can go to reach as many folks as possible, just to give them, you know, a non-alcoholic option that they can take with them and, you know, kind of improve their, their health and mindset um, just, just as an option for them. Yeah, and, and that's where I was going to go next is just asking about the whiskey and maybe anything else that's on tap or are planned uh, for the future. Even though yeah. I know you guys are still really young and early starting off, you want to start out small and make the best uh, kind of products and ex expand from there, obviously. But yeah, well, you nailed it. I, you know, I think for us, um, it, it's very much quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. um, we started with gin first. It was familiar to us. Um, we definitely knew how to hit that nail on the head. Kind of looking more strategically, we're like, okay, what, what would be next? What would make the most sense? What can we actually do and not get so far outside our comfort zone we wouldn't be able to nail it? So 
whiskey made a ton of sense. We've been working on it for, I'd say, over a year. Um, it mainly made a ton of sense strategically. Um, people in the U.S., at least, I think at least six to one uh, drink drink or prefer whiskey over gin as a population. So there is an opportunity. Um, I'd say the challenge is whiskey is far more complex, um, you know, literally thousands of, of taste profile combinations. And it's, uh, it's an interesting ride. Um, so a little challenge there, I think, when we dug into it, uh, we, we quite honestly, were very fortunate to hook up with the distiller that we have. Um, you know, we, we brought him into the equity table. So, so he's a, a true, you know, partner of Monday. And, you know, he happened to be, before we approached him for gin, uh, which we didn't know, he happened to be an award-winning bourbon maker. So when we talk about like, wow, not only is he into the non-alk stuff, he crushed Monday gin for us on the formula front. Um, we're like, hey, we're thinking, Rob, we're thinking about whiskey. And he's like, I make all these award-winning whiskeys. Like, let me do this for you. And we, we basically gave him a, you know, some really just high-level things about, you know, some of the taste profiles, but wanted to give him, like, full creative control to, to take this thing and run with it. Um, and we're just like, hey, you know, just, just make it something appealing to a large amount of people so we can reach more customers and make them happy. And he's like, I got you. So we're, we're excited about this launch. It's an American style whiskey um, that's just, you know, going to be beautifully versatile. I think um, it's coming into market in a similar way that I believe our gin did, where there's some players in the space that haven't quite hit the flavor mark. Um, you know, I'll say there are some whiskeys out there. Um, I, I can't honestly say that the ones I've tried, I've liked, and I, I think they feel a little flat. So really excited about the opportunity here to please some palates on the whiskey front. Um, I think it's, it's actually my favorite neat, which the others are, are kind of explicit in saying, don't even try it. Neat. You're going to have to mix it with some other things to be palatable. So um, really, you know, hoping that others kind of align to, to what I think is it's going to be a hit and, uh, you know, super excited there. I think kind of looking next step, um, you know, we're, we're going to take a look at it, another set of spirits aren't far enough down there to, to kind of shed any light just yet. But I think the next front will probably be ready to drink offering. So, you know, making something portable, um, you know, we're here in Southern California, so we want to take an adult beverage to the beach and you can't drink alcohol on the beaches here and probably most of the country's coasts. Um, so we're like, how do we get something complex and beautiful in a ready to drink can and get that out to folks? Ideally for summer, we'll, we'll kind of see how it goes. There's, there's a bit of a global shortage on aluminum, but uh, we're, we're trying to work through some of those challenges and, and see if we can bring some delicious drinks to, to people in, in like a canned form here soon. Well, that's, that's great. There's a lot for people to look forward to. Um, I know when I heard about the whiskey, I was super excited. So um, like you said, uh, people can look forward to that. Now, um, again, people can go to the website drinkmonday.co 
and pick up a bottle, $39.99, or you can get three for $94. And then, uh, you know, lastly, just wrapping up here, Chris, we always ask people just at the very end, uh, have a little fun. What are you drinking when you're not drinking Monday? Could be anything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that question. I'm a, I'm a huge beverage geek myself. Um, so I'm in San Diego. I'm always thinking about beer. I'm I'm super interested in the beverage space. Uh, oddly enough, um, I'm a big IPA guy. I actually think one of the best things for IPA lovers right now is hop water, and it's non-alcoholic. It's zero calorie. Even if you are not about non-alc. I actually think it's spot on like IPAs and, and there's a couple that are exciting. Um, Hop water is a H-O-P-W-T-R. They're a Los Angeles based company. Then Lagunitas, you know, everybody knows Lagunitas. They're legendary. They have a hop water that is really spot on to a West Coast style IPA um, and then H2O hops too. So those three, I kind of rotate through and, and they really scratch my IPA itch. Um, I will occasionally go for an IPA just because there's so many great breweries here in San Diego. Definitely want to, you know, as things open back up, kind of check those out and, and see what they're up to, what their uh, folks have been cooking up here in, in the downtime that's the pandemic. So um, anything beer related, anything hop related, I'm always, uh, I'm always interested in. Well, great. That gives uh, people a chance to try something new, maybe something they haven't heard of. And uh, Chris, uh, yeah, really fun having you on. Thanks so much. Ryan, thanks. It's a pure pleasure. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us today. If you like the show, we encourage you to tell a friend. You can support the show by subscribing to our email newsletter for just five bucks a month. Find it on our website at goldenwestpodcast.com. In it, you'll find unique bottles from both popular and undiscovered winemaking talent, among other things. If you have feedback, find us on Twitter at goldenwestpod, or you can email us at goldenwestpodcast at gmail.com. As a reminder, All opinions expressed by guests are solely their own and may or may not reflect the views of their employer or any other affiliated entity. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a basis for investment decisions or any other advice. Please eat and drink responsibly and thanks for listening.